Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the announced sword update, updates to the swords coming in Destiny next season in Season of the Worthy. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. And if you're on YouTube, hitting like, share, subscribe, and hitting the little bell button is a great way to help me out. So if you're not aware of this, every week, every Thursday, Bungie writes a blog. And the only time they don't do this is when they take a couple-week break. Uh, during the the Christmas holiday. And so every Thursday, they release the TWAB. It's called This Week at Bungie. And this is a great place for you to get information about incoming changes, updates, patches, and and all of the incoming uh, changes and seasons and calendars. And they announced some changes to the swords that I am actually very excited about. I am going to address some of the things in this video. Some of the speedrunners are a little unhappy. We're not quite sure the the general impact uh, this is going to have on speedrunning. But we do know it is going to have an effect on speedrunning, and so some folks are unhappy about that. So I'm going to read to you some of the changes that are coming. Now, we're going to theorize and speculate a little bit, because we're not quite sure how some of this is going to look. So some of this is going to be somewhat speculative, but I think we landed on a pretty good conclusion about what this all means. So, the first thing they talk about is sword energy. That's the first major sort of foundational change to swords. Swords have their own reserve of energy that recharges naturally on its own, and it's not to be confused with ammo capacity. The energy will overtake your melee slot while you're wielding a sword and is spent on various actions. So this is now a new mechanism being attached to swords called energy, and it's going to be attached to guarding and heavy attacks. We don't see any mention of of how it's utilized in light attacks but sword energy is landing on the act of guarding which is when you kind of protect yourself and when you do heavy attacks guarding now uses sword energy instead of consuming ammo so concretely we know that when you're guarding you are not consuming any of your ammo it's just going to use that energy Different guards have different consumption rates, damage resistance, and behaviors, so be sure to experiment and find a guard type that you like. You'll need at least one ammo to begin guarding, so the sword can't be empty if you want to guard. you got to have at least one ammo, and you pull up the guard. It's not going to consume that one ammo. It's going to consume your energy. So, the next thing they said was, back during Season of the Drifter, the Stronghold Exotic for Titans was introduced, allowing them to guard with relative impunity and opening up a more interesting opportunity for swords to shine in a variety of content, which caused us to take another look at the guard function itself. Although the guard function has always existed, it was never really considered worth the cost. I would agree with that. I never, I was like, I'm not going to spend ammo protecting myself here. I'll just hide behind a box or something. With this change, we hope that players will use the guard intelligently to protect them themselves instead of it being an almost unused button. Rest easy, Stronghold also has been modified to still allow Titans a unique guarding experience. Okay? Now, light attacks. And in this section here, they do not say light attacks are going to use any energy. So the the assumption that we're going with is that light attacks are going to consume ammo and heavy attacks will also consume ammo, but there's different rules applied to how those are experienced. Okay, light attacks. Grounded light attacks for all swords will now loop for an infinite combo, and all swords can cleave. Cleave is when you can hit multiple con- uh, um, enemies at once. While the basic three-hit combo is quite a staple for melee weapons in many games, in a shooter, this leaves the player extremely open to enemies. By letting this light attack loop, we also push them uh, and the heavy attacks apart further. Cleaving on light attacks was previously only available on aggressive swords, but we opted to add that to the rest of them for a more hack-and-slash feel. So, 
to, to make it clear what's going on here right now when you do light attacks you get to that third light attack and then you kind of like there's like this giant window of you're sort of standing there they're removing that you can just go light attack light attack light attack light attack light attack light attack as long as you have as long as you have ammo you're going to be, be able to continue to do light attacks there's no way that light attacks are infinite for forever and you never run out of ammo because it doesn't consume energy according to this so it's obviously going to consume your ammunition heavy attacks so the next thing we're going to be talking about heavy attacks they will now consume sword energy and while you're always able to perform a heavy attack the attack is stronger when you have full energy and weaker when you don't so they're not going to prevent you from doing a heavy attack if the energy's all the way down you're still going to be able to do it but it's going to not be nearly as weak and I'm sorry it's not going to be as strong so you're going to want to wait and you're going to want to time heavy attacks to when your energy is high this pairs well with light attacks if light attacks are not consuming energy you can go Go in, get a couple light attack hits, and then do a heavy attack, and then wait for the energy to build back up before doing it again. Again, it's going to be more of a uh, hack and slash intelligent use of, of swords, especially with blocking, not consuming ammo either. They said here, a lot of sword play in many situations simply boiled down to endlessly mashing the heavy attack button instead of mixing up attacks, which wasn't quite the most interesting experience. Do note that aerial heavy attacks, as a general rule, do not consume sword energy, but they can vary based on the sword. Then they end by saying shield by bypass a portion of sword attacks can partially bypass elemental shields we added this to give swords a little bit of a personality difference from shotguns who share a very similar role in combat as powerful close quarter combat weapons uh interestingly enough they just admitted that swords are basically shotguns and they're trying to change that that's something we've been saying for a really long time we've said move swords to the secondary slot they basically function as a shotgun they're great for gut busting and shield popping Uh, they don't really seem like great weapons outside of that so listen I think these changes sound really awesome we are waiting for some specificity on how this is going to work but I think the going assumption is clear the only thing that they specified that will no longer use ammo is guarding guarding will no longer use ammo it'll consume energy light attacks will continue to continue to consume ammo but not energy and then heavy attacks will like consume both they will drain the energy while also consuming the ammo and obviously the more you space out your heavy attacks uh, the greater damage you're going to get because you want to wait for that energy to kind of build back up it's like a melee charge building back up now the next thing i want to hopefully see them address is rockets but before we talk about that let's talk about speedrunners Speedrunners are unhappy because it became known that the function of the World Line Zero as a sort of skating mechanic is no longer going to work at the level that it presently works, which will ultimately break uh, speedrunning capabilities. Uh, meaning, you are not going to be able to hit previous records. You're going to automatically be slower. If you're unaware of this, if you're unaware of this, which it's likely that you're unaware of this, the people that do speedrunning and run through content as fast as possible are using World Line Zero a lot of the times because of its Tesseract ability and it's actually a faster form of sword skating. You can sword skate with a Warlock right now. If you don't have the World Line Zero, you have no idea what I'm talking about. There's actually a way to sword skate. This has actually been around since the relic skating in Vogue, taking an item, punching with it, and timing it with your jumps as a warlock to like surf and skate forward uh, really, really fast. It's actually really, really fun. But because of this, uh, the speedrunners are actually kind of unhappy. There's different responses. I think Sweatsickle's responses were probably the best I saw. He basically said, this is a bit of a bummer. A lot of warning would have been nice to know. This has become a staple in speedrunning. 
Uh, but he also said, listen, to the speedrunning community, there's no reason to be nasty or unkind. He said, if you're going to speedrun in a game that does live service updates, you have to understand that the rules can change on a dime and all of your speedrunning tactics can be uprooted and, in a sense, destroyed. Also, there was some good input from Glad and Chevy. They basically said, if you're going to speedrun anything, you got to run a warlock with Worldline Zero, and that's been that's been uh, a little boring. It's It's not been as interesting. It'd be cool to see other strategies emerge. I tend to agree with Sweat, Glad, and Chevy on all of this. It's good to kind of hear from the from the Redeem boys on this to say, you know what, it, this is not that big of a deal. We'll find new ways. They're probably going to have to like reset the records or something or, or establish sort of a, these are all Worldline records. These are all the new records without Worldline going forward because it, it is going to diminish how fast they can do things. I definitely sympathize with the speedrunners. It is a bummer to have something like that taken away from you, but they are 1% of a 1%. They cannot... You know, Bungie can't avoid changes and updates to weapons like swords for such a, an unbelievable small portion of the community. It simply isn't the way this game is built. And as Sweat Sickle said, if you're going to be speedrunning content, you just have to accept the fact that Bungie's going to be making updates, so you suddenly might not be able to, you know, to do what you used to do. Even if they mess with ammo capacity or something, it could have affected speedrunning because you suddenly don't have enough ammo, you know, to do what you were traditionally doing and how fast you were doing it. So in conclusion, I love seeing heavy weapons get a shakeup. I really think rockets need to be the next on the docket because they've been really, really weak for a long time. I happen to think they're going to leave them. I think they're going to leave rockets on the sideline and really bring them that the prominence and buff them for a September expansion when they bring back galley. That's been my theory for a while. They're holding galley in their pocket. I would also like to see auto rifles get some love in PvE content. Sniper rifles could get some love in PvE. Non-exotic snipers don't really get any footing in PvE. PvE content and linear fusions are in a better place they are but I still feel like they should probably be a secondary weapon they don't feel like a heavy weapon even at their best there's one weapon right now with firing line and if the and if the if the burns are right and you can stand in the right spot you can really take you know the linear fusion from sundial and really make it work but by and large linear fusions are also in kind of a weird spot so I am happy to see these changes it might it might need some some new loadouts some new ways of playing next season running some swords could be exciting i've always liked swords this sounds like they're going to be a little bit more dicey and a little bit more intelligent in their use we're going to transition to q a as always and if you're listening on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can probably catch me live right now and as always please like share and subscribe Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Swords update that is coming to Destiny in Season of the Worthy. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Or if you're on YouTube, you can hit the like, share, subscribe button and the little bell button. That does help me out. It's cool to see. We just hit 40,000 subs on YouTube. So thank you to all of the new folks who have been engaging with the YouTube content. St. Meech says... Lona, with the changes to swords, do you believe fusions need to change or a buff as well in PvE? I'm glad you asked this because I didn't want to get too distracted in a video about swords and start going off on tangents about other weapons. I briefly mentioned rockets because I was sort of saying it's good to see heavies getting some shakeups, but I didn't want to get lost in that rabbit hole. I wanted the video to primarily be about swords, but I am glad you asked this. I do think that fusions as sort of a competitor with shotguns in PvE, they're okay. They're not quite there yet. I know people love the loaded question, and the rapid fire one from the raid is actually pretty decent, but by and large, I think the biggest, if you want to know my honest opinion about fusions, the real reason I don't like using them, 
I don't feel like they have enough ammo, and I don't know if maybe that's just me thinking incorrectly about it. Like, a shotgun has similar ammo and ammo reserves, but there's something more empowering about a shotgun. Whenever I use a fusion, I always feel like, man, I don't know why I don't use fusions. They're actually really, really strong. I do think ammo reserves might be one of my hangups. If I had a little bit more on reserve, then I could be a little bit more fast and loose with my firing. I think one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of fusions is related to ammo reserves and related to the charge time. Some of the enemies, a lot of the enemies you're going to use a fusion on, they're really agile. Their you know, minotaurs will teleport and you'll miss completely. A captain or a knight will roll out of the way or spin out of the way or put their shield up. So the slower charge time makes almost any fusion with a slow charge time really unappealing. Because as soon as you miss a couple of shots, you're like, oh, for free, I should just use a shotgun. Because barrel stuffing with the shotgun just works every time. You're not going to miss when you shove a shotgun up the nose of a major or a shielded enemy and with fusions and the the agility of some of the enemies in the close quarters combat I do feel like that's one of the issues with them I don't know if there's a fix for that you don't want to suddenly make captains and, and, and centurions or any of these beefy guys suddenly just stand there like an idiot you don't want to dumb down the AI I do feel like the AI in Destiny 2 it feels better than the AI in Destiny 1 and there are some of those agility increases that that make that uh, feasible so I, I do I feel like minotaurs especially when they're teleporting and things like that when you're you're dealing with that charge time whenever I have a shotgun I never feel like I have to waste ammo uh, I never do I always feel like I'm landing my shots with a shotgun also shotguns just sound really cool I miss using fusions more I feel like I use them a lot more in D1 some of this could be my own men- mentality maybe I just need to experiment with them more and try them more because I do like them when I use them I just tend to feel like I miss some of those shots on the charge time and then I get annoyed because of it I've only ever heard you bring this up Lono all I use in PvE is slow charge fusions I got news for you you're a that's you're that's a pretty big minority in the community I don't I don't think there's tons of people uh, running around with fusions in in PvE I I know people like them I know they're used I know loaded questions one that lots of people tend to gravitate towards but um, I would love to see at the very least maybe give some of the the slower charge rate ones a, a bit of a damage bump so that even if you miss you're like well you know it's worth it because it hits harder than a shotgun the damage rhythm is a lot slower than a shotgun um so i don't want to overstate my case though i don't want to i don't want to say because people are going to flock to the comments and be like this guy doesn't use fusions they're actually pretty good um i just think you've got to Generally, people run to Loaded Question or Telesto, which I don't believe those are good examples of fusions being good. You're having you're having to go to a best-in-class version to say, oh no, fusions actually aren't that bad. You don't have to do that with shotguns. You can use almost any shotgun and it's going to get the job done, unless it's one of the really, really slow firing like slug shotguns or something. In PvE, you can whip out almost any shotgun. You can get out Hawthorne shotgun, you can get out the Threat Level, you can get out the Ikolosh, you can get out the Badlander, and they're all going to feel like they get the job done. With Fusions, I feel like people always have to go to a couple of them to be like, oh, but these ones are good. Yeah, but that's not proof that the actual archetype or the gun type is good. You're literally going to the absolute best to say, oh, fusions are okay. I should be able to grab a fusion from Sundial, or, I mean, look at how many fusions are actually in the game. If you go to collections, and you look at the number of fusions that are in the game, there's actually a lot. 
I don't I don't see anybody running off the Emperor's Envy or the main target. Uh, I'm sorry, main ingredient, the Tekken Force, the Epicurean, the Dream Breaker. Um, I don't see I, I don't see these anywhere. I see people using Loaded Question or in PvP they use a Rental. They brought back the Aletha, the Gallant Charges in Sundial. Zealot's Reward isn't bad, but mainly it's only nice because it's rapid fire and you can kind of dole out a ton of damage. I do think fusions need looked at. I don't think they're they're, they're getting a lot of play. Maybe it's maybe more in the mag, maybe more overall. I, I, I've always loved Tempered Dynamo when I use it. I think it feels really, really good. I think it looks really, really good. I love the look and feel of fusions. I just, something about, there's just something about them that I always feel like there's something unappealing about them. I feel like their efficiency um, is is inconsistent because of charge time and because of the agility of the enemies. And I ultimately attribute a lot of it to that. Uh, Dylan posted on the 4th the team has been looking at the fusion rifle feedback for a bit they have a sandbox preview before March to discuss changes to a variety of areas well uh, that I would be so, do you know how excited that, that, that would be so exciting to be running swords and fusion rifles next season that'd be really fun because like that's just not something that we're really running a lot right now I would, I would very much like to see some of that shake up Bacon says, "What if you? What is your expectation of Stronghold after the sword change? Comment on Titan Fun Class. I don't know what they're going to do. They basically said, don't worry, we have plans, you know, for the Stronghold exotic. They just didn't outline it in the in the talk in the TWAB. Callum, with the upcoming sword changes, do you think there will need to be any tweaks made to exotics which buff swords, heavies, and mods? Oh, sure. Um, obviously, they mentioned Stronghold. I don't know about anything else, but um, they're going to have to consider some things there." Um, you're right. It's either LQ, Loda Question, Jotun, or Telesto. The other fusions are meh. It seems like we're 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 hearing both from Dylan responding to the community that they have fusions in their target sites of getting an update. I really am excited to hear that. I hope there's good things coming. I have always loved fusions. I loved them in Destiny One, but as soon as shotguns became meta, as soon as rapid fire shotguns became meta, it became really really hard to ever justify using them because they're just so much slower at doing what you need your secondary weapon to do and Bungie's got to figure out a way to, to remedy that if I need a major bust or pop a shield I'm a, I, can, I can just pull out a shotgun and I'm just I'm done like that it's so much faster at getting the job done um, so just a heads up that Dylan tweet was in response to the cool guy video about fusions oh was his about the fusions in PvP so they might be doing stuff to PvP okay well thank you for the clarification um not kerosene. Do you think teasing sword updates is an indicator that Bungie is out of touch with the community? Considering a list of Paul Tassie's here, 30 thing D2 needs improved, showing us the work they're doing for things that weren't broken is concerning. Feels like attention would be better invested elsewhere. I mean, this isn't a question. This is you asserting your opinion, and I don't appreciate cu- cu- you know questions like this. You're asserting that they're out of touch with the community, and you're asserting that they should be investing their cu- their, their their things elsewhere. You're basically wanting me to engage with your opinion. I, that's fine, but this really isn't what Q and A is for. If you're unhappy and you think they should be focusing on other things, maybe stipulate that. I can't read your mind, so I don't even know what you have in mind. You could have said something to the effect of, "These are some things that I presently think to need need to be improved. How do you think they could address these issues?" I don't know. I don't even know what you have in mind. I don't know Paul's 30 things that need addressed. I know that swords have been complained about for a really long time. So to assert that they're out of touch, I don't think is accurate. I, I do. I think they've complete. We've been complaining about swords not feeling like a true power weapon for a while. They're addressing the function of swords and how they roll, how they how they play out in a shooter. Um, and they're not done yet, homie. I mean, they said they're looking at other weapon types. Now, as far as b- addressing things. Um, 
showing us the work they're doing for things that weren't broken. I don't even know what you mean there either. I don't know what's broken right now that needs to be addressed right this minute. I, I, th- there are no archetypes, gun types uh, that are presently broken uh, that I know of. Um, so, boss stomp killed swords. We'll see if blocking, I don't know if when you block a stomp, how effective it is. Does it Does it minimize how far back you go? How much does it minimize the damage? Because uh, then you could foresee it coming and you could block. And it, that, that could get kind of dicey and kind of fun on certain bosses. We'll have to kind of see how that ends up playing out. Because they did say during the section on guarding, they did make mention of the fact that... Um, where, where do they say it? They said that the different guards have different consumption rates, damage resistance and behaviors, so be sure to experiment. So, maybe they might do that. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to I'm not going to say they are, but it'd be pretty cool. It'd be pretty cool if one of the guard types is really really good at absorbing or stopping stomp. That'd be really nice cuz you could know this boss is kind of stompy. No worries. I'm going to time my guard. I'm going to absorb it. It won't use any ammo and I won't get flung back. Cuz right now, yeah, you can mitigate it with a light attack, but you still get hurt right so you could do light attack light attack light attack here it comes block light attack light attack heavy attack it would feel almost more like an action adventure melee driven game where you're actually coming up with a a plan of attack (laughs) as opposed to right trigger right trigger right trigger right trigger which is what so many of us do um this this could bring that i'm not going to say they're doing that but i would love it bungie could then implement swords and sword rolls that basically have a guard a stomp guard where you're blocking it blocks and absorbs all of stomp um and maybe when you do that it absorbs all the energy so that limits you coming right back with a heavy attack that that see this see the the interplay they could have there if you block a stomp, it absorbs all your energy, so you can't spam heavy attack or even use heavy attack. Also, you're not going to want to use heavy attack because you're going to want to have that energy and waiting for the stomp. So it's going to be like a light, 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 block, light, 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 he's almost dead. Heavy, well-timed, well-managed your energy, and now you've mitigated stomp and had a bit of a, a unique combat experience in Destiny we've not had before. It's not just spamming right trigger until they die. Mick Cheshire. Should we expect next season's artifact to have a sword focus as well as possible exotic sword? Probably not a bad theory. I've continued to say I don't want the artifact to narrow my seasonal loadout. Right now, we talked about this before Q&A with respect to bounties. So right now, Bungie did something smart and I don't have a problem with this, but by and large, I think it's too too, uh, all-encompassing. So when you go to the Vanguard, bow is there, rocket launcher is there, Uh, But the bow is there, so we'll just look at the bow. And then let's go over to the gunsmith. Right now, when you buy bounties, when you do bounties, if they're ever weapon-focused, they're focused on the weapons of the artifact. You can see this the most clearly at the gunsmith. When you see bow, sniper rifle, rocket, solar, and then when you grab a couple of these, usually I'm ending up with pulse, scout, linear fusion. So they're rotating through a lot of the a lot of the weapons that are linked to the artifact. Linear fusions right here, snipers right here, bow, and then over here you have scout, uh, the uh, scout pulse, uh, bow, and auto rifles. Not really, nobody's really using that. So it's very rifle, very long distance focus. Now I think that's smart. I actually think that's great. It's actually really really good to say, hey, you know what? If we're if we're gonna if we're gonna have a seasonal focus on the artifact, the bounty should line up with that. I happen to think it'd probably be better if that rotated weekly. So this week, 
all of the bounties are going to be solar focused all the activities have a solar burn that's nice what's more I, I can't stand when I go into strikes and I'm like oh it's a solar burn and all the bounties are void I'm like what are you doing like to so do that right do that first things first if you're going to have any elemental focused bounties have those linked to and synced up with the burns of the activities for the week everything's solar all the bounties should be solar second um, I think modifiers to change your weapon loadout week to week is better than an artifact so this week scouts and bows are stronger against champions oh okay maybe have more variety scouts and auto rifles so one or the other whichever you feel like using if you're going to run anti-barrier on your auto rifle I'll run unstoppable on my scout and the the modifiers that week are telling us these are the two weapons that are stronger this week and guess what scouts and auto rifles would then be in the bounties you'd go grab your bounties from the vanguard and the gunsmith and there would be some synergy so you would be changing up your loadout changing up your strategy and changing up your combat focus week to week right now that's not happening every week you're like bows scouts pulses linear fusion bow scouts pulses linear fusion after three months of that you're going to be sick of that especially if you're running something like sundial and you're having to use unstoppable or something and you're having to throw it into one of those weapon types if you want me to change my loadout incentivize it with modifiers don't sort of force me to do it with the bounties and the artifact pigeonholing me for three months i think the spirit of it the idea is great The spirit of the idea is, hey, we'll make people kind of shake up their loadout season to season with the artifact, and then all the bounties can sync up and line up with that and have them using similar weapons. Great idea. Shrink it down to a week-to-week thing as opposed to a season-to-season thing. Because then you don't have to. You don't have to. If you don't feel like running auto rifles or scouts that week because the modifiers are making them stronger, if you happen to think hand cannons are better for the champions, you can keep using that. You have no problem doing that. You're not limited in your champion. They're just kind of telling you, hey, these guns are stronger against champions this week. Uh, Myers Alpha. With swords changing to energy for use, do you think Bungie will put swords in the kinetic energy and heavy slots? I don't think so. I do think it's funny that they decided to use the word energy and we've been asking them for them to turn them into energy weapons all this time. Um, They don't actually... You know what's interesting is they don't say that it's staying a power weapon, do they? I wonder... That would have been a pretty big announcement that I think they would have said. I don't want to read into the tea leaves and come out on the other end sounding like a crazy person. But it is interesting that we've been asking them to turn them into energy weapons for a really, really long time. And then they use the term sword energy in their update. Um, To me... It doesn't seem like they have any plans to take it out of the heavy slot. They don't make any indication that it's staying in the heavy slot, but they seem to just be focusing on the function of the swords as opposed to a slot change on swords. So I, I, I don't think I don't think we want to read too deep into this and come out on the other end sounding kind of like, um, well, tinfoil hat. Um, Dylan says swords will still take heavy ammo on Twitter. There you go. There's your answer. Yeah, I didn't want to read too deep into that. I feel like if they were going to change their slot, that would have been a really big announcement that they wouldn't hold back on. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, now you're saying, do you think they'll put them in kinetic energy and heavy slots? No. And, and in, in, in line with what Dylan said, they're, they're going to continue to use heavy ammo. I thought it was free. Do you agree that the Black Talon with the Catalyst is already a viable heavy? 
Um, this isn't much of a question. This is a yes or no. Do I agree or disagree? So I'm, I'm just going to go on past this. I don't even know what you really mean. Um, Tomster. It's great to see Bungie still innovating on the current weapon types in Destiny. Do you think the changes to swords will be enough for players in Destiny to pick them up again? I think if they can see tangible reasons to use them, yes. I don't think anybody looks at a sword and thinks, that's not fun. I think we like to use swords. I think they're cool. Sword skating with a warlock's fun. Blasting some enemy with an uppercut, you know, slice up and slinging them back or killing them. That is satisfying. But they just never really felt worth using. And if they could suddenly feel like they're worth using, like I said, to mitigate slam and other things... Yeah, I think I could definitely you could definitely see people using them. Uh, Billy Bo Baggins, do you think Bungie is in a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation? It's feeling like no matter what they do, people riot. My buds and I are having a great time, and it's a completely different atmosphere than Twitter and Reddit. I actually think this is a really good time to really highlight something we've been saying for a long time: that Reddit and the forums are not the normative player. And you can really, really see that in the response to the sword changes, okay? The salt on the forums or Reddit about this, about speedrunning. If there's ever been a time to really say, don't you see the negativity and the incessant complaining and criticism from these from these pockets of the community do not represent the whole community. Now, they do represent a portion of the community. They do. But I think this is a really, really good time to show that sometimes you're hearing from a very, very vocal minority, right? That you're hearing from a very vocal minority, especially when it comes... Speedrunning, of all things, is one of the easiest times to say, man, these folks do not represent the majority at all. Even if you look at the hardcore player base, folks that play long periods of time like myself, even within that pocket of the game, they're a, they're a minority. There are not tons of people that are thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're making these changes to, to, to swords. Not to mention, there was nothing in the, the TWAB that even indicated this would be a problem. This is something that speedrunners deduced on their own and then kind of got confirmation from Dylan that like, yeah, it's probably going to affect how fast you can skate with Worldline. Um, so, now, I used Reddit, forums, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch as an example of during Black Armory and Drifter and Opulence when every season rolled around and the overwhelming response I was hearing was I'm not playing leveling's too slow infusion's too costly when everybody's saying the same thing and the player base numbers seem to back what you're hearing that's when you can take that check to the bank and cash it and I believe Bungie did I believe they saw the trends in response the trends in the player base made it very clear that leveling and infusion costs were causing people to leave so they made leveling faster they made infusion easier they're just dumping upgrade modules in your lap at the beginning of every season and they're not they're actually cheaper now the currency cost of them went down a little bit it's still roughly the same but still they're not that hard to get uh and they hand you a bunch every season the other thing to consider here with how they've listened to community trends or should listen to community trends is look at pvp if you look at twitter the forums reddit and twitch everybody's got complaints and issues with pvp and then you see the player base numbers going down in Crucible. Again, that's when you can take that check to the bank and you can cash it and say, clearly something's going on here. Clearly there's an issue with PvP uh, that needs addressed. And there's like a dance club down there. You see the lights going off? Um, I, but when you have a situation like this happen and the community's like, 
why would anybody complain about swords getting an updated like like everyone's bewildered you know what i'm saying true vanguard's like if you would have told me you know however many months ago that people would be complaining about swords getting an update he's like he's like i would have i would have thought you were crazy you know like nobody like nobody saw this coming when I saw the responses and the tweets and everything, I was like, what is going on? I read it and immediately was like, awesome, dude. Swords, man. Swords have been in such a weird spot. So I, it's just one of those things where I, I sympathize with that side of the community. I do. I'm like, I'm bummed for you guys. I know you guys love to do this. I know this is something that's, that's very important to you, but this can't be, this can't be how Bungie makes decisions. They cannot make decisions based off that slice and that experience. I just don't think it's... And that's why I think Sweatsicle's feedback was the best that I saw when he said, folks that are speedrunning Destiny, we really encourage you to try speedrunning other games as well and stretch your skill sets in the way that you think because when you speedrun a live service game that gets updates like this, the, 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 the goalposts are going to move on you sometimes. That's just the way that it goes. It's the reason... Thoughts about people caring more about sword skating than the overall viability of swords. We just addressed that. Uh, Blueberry Blueberry Kim, what are your thoughts on a sword with damage about the equivalent to Ikelos shotgun, non-trench barrel buff, but with unlimited ammo to a large amount of ammo and kinetic slot? These are the kind of questions that we were trying to kind of push against at the beginning of Q&A. I said, like, you just sort of submitting your own idea and wanting my thoughts on it is really not what Q&A is for. Number one, they're not going to make this. This is just something you kind of dreamed up, which I, I that's that's cool and that's nice, but, like, that's not why. I, I don't do Q&A for the, the the sake of like just hearing from just random ideas because I don't think they're going to do this it seems that they're leaving them in the heavy slot American rocks since heavy attacks are going to be on a timer and can't be spammed that's not true do you think it'll kill their potential to actually kill bosses as a rely uh, rely heavily on preventing the boss from even attacking this is not true uh, you've, you've misunderstood how it works so I'm going to read it to you uh, to make it crystal clear how heavy attacks are going to work heavy attacks now consume sword energy while you are always able to perform a heavy attack the attack is stronger when you have full energy and weaker when you don't so it's very very clear there you are not going to be unable to do a heavy attack and then another and then another and another obviously it's consuming ammo and you'll run out eventually but i think they want to see more of a rhythm you know light attack light attack light attack heavy and then light attack light attack light attack like you're using light attack while heavy is rebuilding its energy and people are going to get out calculators and they're going to calculate um if you do three swings and a heavy that's actually better than two swings and a heavy or four swings and a heavy people are going to break this down they're going to find some big meathead dumb dumb boss that stands there and they're going to do the math crunch on this and they're going to come up with the optimum dps output of a sword just wait they'll do it like this is something the destiny community does all the time so i definitely think you're going to see folks doing that they're going to come up with this sword with this roll and this instance is going to get the absolute maximum if you go light 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 heavy light 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 heavy there'll be a rhythm and then obviously bosses that stomp bosses that stomp will be 
uh, there'll be a different equation there. Because if you have to periodically block or guard to stop the stomp, you're going to consume energy when you do that, which will then take away from the power of your heavy. I actually am really excited to, to see how this plays out because it seems like they're putting a lot of thoughtfulness here. This really is, I think, furthering the idea that this is an action MMO. This feels this feels very action-adventure to me. It feels very much non-traditional Destiny combat the more I think about it. And I'm, I'm really, really anxious to see what they come up with. And also... We talked about this, right? Really trying to get you to chase things every season. This would be a great way to get you to be grinding for all these different swords in the activity or a couple of different swords. And you're not really worried about uh, the other weapon types because there's this whole new thing you can do with swords. I could definitely see it being, you know, season of the worthy being season of the swords. Um, Garu with a brand new prime sub. Thank you. Uh, enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad reviewing. And five months from Simon. Uh, welcome back. Uh, and then it will be a nerf to swords. No, that's not true. They've made certain things better and they've left them alone. They made grenade launchers better and they left them alone. Like, you don't need to be such a cynic. Uh, Double V33. With fresh new perks needing to come to new weapons, there's a particular new perk idea that you hope would come to swords. Uh, Jatoak with 11 months. Thank you. Almost an entire year close to the red badge. I outlined one just a little bit ago. It'd be cool if some swords had a guard that blocked and absorbed stomp. That'd be cool so that you don't get flung back and you don't have to consume ammo or take damage. So you can keep light attacking and time it with their stomp so you don't get flung back, but then you take a bunch of damage. So it'd be pretty cool to allow us to guard and absorb it all and not consume ammo. No, people don't generally guard because of the ammo consumption. Uh, Gus M. Emin or Eman, is there a weapon type you'd like to see to use despite not being meta? A weapon type I like to use despite it not being meta? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. The the wave based grenade launcher, Martyr's Retribution. I love this thing. It's fun, it's unique, it's a combat style we don't typically have. You're kind of jumping into the air, putting lines on the ground, getting lines of enemies. Pair it with Demolitionist and Auto-Loading, and it's really, really fun. Auto-Loading demo and quick access sling is just, I don't know, it's really, really fun, really, really dicey. I've also been enjoying using Xeno. That's not really meta at all, but with Solar Burn and Storm of Lead and Heavy Finisher and Transversive Steps with Machine Gun Scavenger and Machine Gun Reserves... Uh, I, w- I was basically uni- using just Zeno. Zeno was my primary in uh, Zeno was my primary in in the Sundial the last couple of days, and it's been a really really fun build. I never run out of ammo. I only use my super to generate ammo, and the machine gun kills generate super. It's a really really fun synergy. Next question, Easy E. With the advent of sword ammo becoming a reusable energy instead of reacquiring ammo pickups, this is not true. Do you think that we could see a new selection of interesting sword perks that marry their, to their new structure? Nameless, namely, Relentless Strikes becoming a completely moot perk needs to be replaced. People are misunderstanding They're misunderstanding the notes. This is not true. Sword ammo is not becoming a reusable energy. No, this is a new thing coming to swords that will allow guarding to not consume ammo, and it's a mechanic that will give you probably more damage on the initial heavy swing, but subsequently less damage on the heavy swing. You are still going to have ammo consumption. You are still going to use ammo. You will not use ammo for guarding is the only thing we know for certain no longer uses 
uses ammo. Light attacks and heavy are still going to use ammo. Light attacks don't use don't use energy. Heavy attacks does use energy, and the the maximum amount of heavy attack damage you can get is when your energy is at full capacity. It's like a melee recharging. So, I'm just going to go to the next question because this question's rooted in a misunderstanding of the change. Uh, Anna Ray Senpai. Currently, if we want armor of every affinity for every seasonal mod slot for one character, that's 15 sets of armor, 75 pieces for one character. Do you think this is going to scale to absurdity in the coming seasons? I think Bungie should make these mod slots yearly and not seasonal. There, there needs to be some changes that come to to um to uh, to armor and I don't have the solution. I've thrown out a handful of ideas about let me change the affinity when I leveled all the way up to level 10 one time. That doesn't solve the problem that you're outlining here. Uh, anybody going for every single set, every single seasonal slot set, every single raid set is obviously doing something that I would say isn't really woven into the structure of the seasonal content. That's not really what they're putting out there before you. So if you're playing in that way, you're doing something that I don't think they're really they're really incentivizing but I do think uh, to your point there needs to be some some simplification and some I, I don't even know what word to call where you bring everything down and you start you start um, bringing I guess simplicity is the word like some simplicity to the armor system so we're not needing to carry or chase so much uh, the challenge is the real challenge is is how do they get you to chase new armor then? If you, if you consolidate too much here, that's the right word, thank you. If you consolidate too much, then it's really, really hard to be like, well, what about the armor sets every season then? Why do I care about the season of worthy armor? That's where it becomes difficult, I think. And I think this is one of their scalable scalability problems. If you chase a bunch of great armor one season, get the stats you want, get the, get the mod setup that you want, get the look that you want, and then next season there's new armor, how are they going to get you to chase the new armor is a really, really big question. And I don't have the answer. St. Meech. Now that we know swords are getting a big change, is this a sign that exotic like Ray's Lighter to come back next season? I don't know. Uh, Smoky Gaming. I've seen many people say that Bungie surprised them with the world line nerf, uh, even with the month before it gets changed. Should Bungie give more time before the change or is a month enough time? This is where people's expectations are not in line with reality, uh, and I'm trying. I don't want to be mean here because I know Sweat was like, "Try and give us more heads up or as much heads up as possible." I'm gonna push back a little bit on what he's asking for, okay? Because a month is a lot of time, and Bungie cannot come up for air every time they're considering making a change and give you like a heads up and a warning. Hey, we, we should, you know. Bungie gets into a meeting two months ago and says maybe, I'm, I'm theorizing, they get a meeting like, we should look at swords. Let's make some changes to swords. And they go and they, they, they test, they make changes, they make adjustments, and they bug and they, and they quality test, and they, they're going through all this. They don't need to let us know they're doing that. Number one, they can't, because they don't know what they're going to do. They don't know what the substantive change is. They don't even know if they're going to do it. They might be like, nah, let's just leave it alone. It's too much trouble. Right? So they can't come up for air and be like, hey, by the way, in three months, we maybe might sort of mess with swords in a way that could potentially maybe mess with Worldline. Like, they can't do that. They can only give us this sort of information when there is a concrete change that we are making. And, to be fair, they didn't have to tell us this far in advance. So to their credit, they did give you a heads up 
much further in advance than any other changes they're making. They said they're making changes to other weapons. They said they're making changes to the sandbox and other departments. And they gave you a pretty significant heads up that swords and world line are going to behave differently in about a month. So I actually think they did what you want them to do. And to expect them to do it any earlier than they did, I think is unreasonable. I don't see them doing that. Hey guys, we just had a brainstorming session and we might be messing with swords. Just giving you a heads up. Like they can't really do that. No developer does that. Developers let you know what's coming usually way closer to updates and patches like this is actually a pretty significant uh heads up i would say uh braingasms with a brand new prime sub enjoy your dope badge emotes and ad free viewing welcome to the rageless so i i empathize and sympathize with the speedrunners but i do think it's unreasonable to expect an update and a, and a heads up any sooner than they got it i just i can't see bungie having what what if right now they're in a meeting and they're like okay what are some ways we could make rocket launchers stronger? It serves no purpose for Bungie to come out and say, hey guys, just want to let you know that in like seven months, we're, we're kind of specking out and thinking about making some changes to rocket launchers. Okay? All right. We'll see you guys later. Like, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're not going to do that. They're going to literally give us a heads up when they know they're making the change and they know it's a concrete boom. This is what we're doing. Because, listen, these changes that they're making to swords probably took months to, to figure out and to spec out and the and to tweak who knows what they tried that they didn't even end up doing they could have tried all kind of things that they just end up throwing out They're like nah we thought we were going to go this route and we're not going that route we're going this route like it's, they can't tell us these things until they're till they're ready to load into the into the hopper and kick out to the community mango with the juice since they're changing how swords function how do you think this will affect the associated mods i have no idea I'll have to wait and see. Home Twitch. Do you think Bungie will apply these changes to Hive Swords? If so, this could impact the boss fights in Dungeons and the Pit of Heresy. No, they're not going to change those, especially in Pit of Heresy. The Swords in Pit of Heresy do a very particular set of things for a very particular set of mechanics. There'd be no reason to change those. Uh, Dave with 21 months, welcome back. Remorse91 with the next question says, Hey Lono, what are you most excited about with these changes? Me personally, I hope this shakes up the meta a bit and swords become more of a staple loadouts and less uh, of just fun. Not really a question. Just wanting to state your opinion. Cruxley, with these changes, would you like to see a sword ritual weapon next season? I would. I would. That would be great. Um, I, I think you might even have probably nailed it. They're probably going to put a, uh, a ritual weapon somewhere uh, and it'll probably be a sword. Um, Gearbox gives no indication of nerfs. They just do it and put it in the patch notes. Yeah, a lot of games will just be like, hey, we rolled out a patch. Here's the patch notes. Um, so, yeah, a Vanguard a Vanguard Ritual Sword that's got some cool new perks on it. Or, or as I said, the new activity could have you like grinding for different swords in different, uh, different roles. That'd be pretty cool. Ginger 300. Bungie specifically said that this change is good for things that they want to do with swords in future releases. Do you think this means they could possibly see special ammo sword? No, no. Or new melee weapons? No, I don't think so. I don't want to. We 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 do this a lot. We read really really deep into statements, and I like doing that sometimes. But in this case. They said, swords have also had some of the damage amounts and different effects, so you want to experiment with it. Hope you enjoy the changes. Where do they say that? Was that at the very beginning where they said that? Yeah, right here. 
Um, we felt they were due for an update to both to freshen them up, but also to allow us more room to work with them in later releases. So they want more room to work with them in later releases. That to me indicates that this is a long-term plan. We're not going to see the full iceberg in this season. They're going to make these changes. They'll probably roll out a couple of swords and, and, and let us experiment. And they'll do something later on. I don't think this means we're going to see special ammo swords or new melee weapon types or anything like that. Potentially, they could be doing this so they can build an exotic. That would be like my first inclination to think that they're doing this and then in the summer, they could be like, the Raze Lighter is back. And, or, or Raze Lighter, Dark Drinker, and... Frick, I always forget the last one. They bring all those back, and then they all behave differently because of everything they're doing right now. I'd be more inclined to lean towards that. Boltcaster, thank you. I'd be more inclined to lean toward that than like, oh, we're going to get new weapon types, melee types, special ammo swords. No, they're, they're probably wanting to bring back some exotic swords or do an exotic sword, and this is going to allow them to do a really unique exotic sword because at its base level, it's going to consume ammo and energy in different ways, and this will feed some new mechanic that they're coming up with for a brand new exotic sword or the return of um, of old exotic swords. Con, con, um, con John Silver. Con John Silver. Got it. Uh, do you think this is a good time for a ritual season pass exotic sword? That we, Yeah, we've already kind of touched on that. Foss Green. With the changes to swords coming, do you think swords could see some new perks, perk combinations? Yes, we've already kind of addressed how we could see some guarding... Uh, things like that i've always thought like a bleeding sword or a blinding sword or a knockback sword would be cool different sword types the archetypes like do a knockback so you can shove enemies way back if you need to uh and that would obviously be you'd want to time that by i'm going to use my energy i'm going to use a heavy and you know you'd knock them back or bleed you know go in and hit them first with heavy you're going to use up the energy get that bleed on them and then that adds a multiplier to your light attacks or something you could definitely do some stuff like that p uh pixel pusher if the other sandbox changes are up to this level of quality, how do the community would respond to a raid with a more un, uh, unusual loot pool as the weapon types not commonly seen in raids? I don't think we're getting a raid next season. I, that'd be great if we are. If we do get one, it's probably going to be a pretty small raid. It'll probably be like raid layer size. Um, I'd be okay with a, a completely you know, different and unique loot pool. I mean, imagine a raid where you get a sword and then... I guess we got a fusion rifle in the last one. There's not a lot of sort of strange things you could get from a raid. I guess a sidearm, maybe. Uh, Dark Light with a brand new sub. Enjoy your dope badge, emotes, and ad-free viewing. Thank you for the brand new sub. Uh, Sunfire. Do you think since Bungie touched sidearms this season and swords next season that they're looking at each weapon type slowly for reworks and buffs? Yes, that seems like an easy like thing to observe uh, anyway steven man you think with this update there will be a new meta i think some of you guys are just really wanting to ask questions and you're asking questions that have um pretty obvious answers to them uh melodic gamer i kind of missed the talk but just speculating do you think swords should still be moved up into the energy slot since it is literally going to be using energy yeah we kind of already touched on that i don't think so um i think I think they're going to maintain their heavy status. And now, Bungie could potentially say heavy heavy swing damage, heavy attack damage can go up because it's going to be non-spammable. And then there could be, you know, there could be some perk combinations and some attack patterns that you could use to potentially um, 
you know, maximize damage. I don't think they're wanting to do this and move them to the special slot. I think the idea is make these viable as a heavy because they haven't been. They're solving for X, okay? We've been saying for a long time, they're not really viable as a heavy weapon. And Bungie said, okay, here's our solution. So they're not going to offer a solution to it not being a viable heavy while also taking it out of the heavy slot. That wouldn't make sense. That would be really, really... It'd be like they're solving... You're solving the same problem in two different ways, which would be strange. I think they're trying to make them uh, more viable as a heavy weapon because right now there's a handful of places where you like to use them, but you primarily just spam right attack and you take a lot of damage at the face tank, a lot of damage because nobody really wants to guard. And so I think they're trying to make them more viable because most people just avoid them unless there's a very specific instance. And so, you know, they're trying to spice them up a little bit. And with the light attack and the guarding and everything, you might be more apt to use them uh, less less for damage and more for, you know, kind of like a machine gun, how you can use it in various ways, kind of like that. Swords are super viable. Caps doesn't make your argument any better. Uh, Ozymandias. These sweeping weapon changes bring up a vault space issue. Are we expected to hoard possible good roles of archetypes that are currently underperforming, but might see a major buff later? Uh, I don't know. Make some hard choices, man. If you save stuff so you don't have to grind for stuff, you're short-circuiting a potential grind in the future anyway. They might have some cool new swords coming out, you know? Uh, yes, really? Have you played? No, I don't, I don't play at all. Um, Sunfire, do you think Bungie could do changes to enemy structures to shake things up? Like, for example, making each enemy faction more unique instead of just spamming boss stomps. Well, the irony of your question is that you're you're not you're wanting to, them to shake things up, and you're not even acknowledging all the different ways that we do get attacked. Like, sure, bosses stomp, but like that's not the that's not the the only thing that you're attacked with there are enemies that sit back and snipe there are enemies that push in melee there are enemies that throw lots of grenades um i don't know if they can go in and really really change a lot of the enemy types uh right now um i don't know if that would change much anyway i don't think that's a front burner issue we, we've fought generally the same types of enemies and the same types of environments for five years. They don't need to suddenly go in and try and shake a lot of that up. Um, destiny is destiny. And to be... To ask for this, I think... This is what ends up happening, I think, sometimes. People ask for something that is so big that would have minimal payout. And this is a perfect example. You want Bungie to comb over all of the enemy structures and the factions and and really change things up make them start attacking differently moving differently and doing all these different things and the payout would be minimal why you're still going to wreck trash ads like they're nothing you're still going to have a pretty easy time taking care of majors and bosses are generally figured out and turned to ribbons within a couple of weeks like you know what to use you know where to stand you know what to do so they would do all that work and they'd spend all that time and generally speaking you would go through content in a very, very similar fashion that you do now. It wouldn't land with this giant, um, you know, differences. Like the Scorn, for example. The Scorn have people that run and swing a lantern and hit the ground. So their melee and their crit spot's different and it puts fire on the ground. 
that, that we've never had an enemy attack us like that before. We've either had an enemy attack us with melee, we've had enemies attack us with like b- blowing up and running at us, you know, like suiciders, but we've never had an enemy do that, right? And fighting against those guys, I don't think does almost anything to my playstyle. I aim at a different crit spot. That's about it. So I don't know how much more you could do within the within the particular enemy types and the enemy level types like trash ads. You know, you got your miners, your majors, and your bosses. I don't know how much they could do here, and I don't even know if they did really change it up and shake it up, how much your your actual approach to combat would change. One of the things I've been pushing for is aspirational content and aspirational boss fights having relics and items in the fight scorch cannons siva charges swords uh relics that way you're going in and you're doing something that's not the garden variety destiny combat focusing on the enemy types has always amused me people like we need a new enemy type i'm like dude if i recorded you going into a room and fighting enemies and i had the ability to make the enemies invisible you wouldn't be able to tell who you were fighting if i showed you the footage later and i had you fight five different enemy types who are you fighting here hive fallen vex or scorn you would look at your movement and you'd look at what you did and you'd be like uh I don't know. Um, it's uh, you know what? It's really the same. We're doing the same thing every single time. <laughs> like all that investment in a new enemy type and a new and a new, you know, uh, a new race would do generally nothing for your experience. A month later, they're the same. A month later, the scorn are they're just another enemy type. And I know people are like, yeah, but each enemy type has its match in another class or another whatever, like this guy is from the hive and this guy's a carbon carbon copy of the fallen and blah blah blah. It we they don't need to go this deep down and go to that diversity because when they do, it ends up becoming white noise anyway. We're running through killing everything really fast and it's not there is no sort of like, oh my gosh, can you believe this new this new enemy type they made? It really really changed my entire experience. That's just generally that's just generally not that's just not the result that it, that comes from that. BB Bay Bungie mentioned that for swords, a portion of the damage will bypass elemental shields like the Bastion does now. Is that going to be significant enough to run a sword or will it not really change much like the Bastion? Why did they put the perk on the Bastion if they were just going to add it to swords anyway? Because they function in a very different way. Um, They function in a very different way. Like acting like this is going to undercut the Bastion. The Bastion's got more reasons than that why you really wouldn't use it. I mean, it's an exotic and it's basically as strong as other fusions. So, the Bastion needs addressed as the Bastion. I don't think this, 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 this shield, this shield bypass thing that they're doing on swords is really going to cause any significant issues. Like, oh, well, the Bastion just got completely invalidated. Bastion's not that great to begin with. It's fun, it's unique, it's cool, but I think in a very general in a very general way, uh, the Bastion is unfortunately just not strong enough to warrant using as it's because it's an exotic, right? So, um, clowning you, dog, with two months and seven months from Buckwild Bob. Thanks for those resubs. Appreciate you. Uh, also consider they're making way more changes to shields. This is like one thing in a laundry list of changes they're making. 
Anna Ray Senpai. You think this change will make swords a better option in DPS? I just don't think there's many bosses where you can get into that range. We just don't have that axis moment in D2 currently. It really depends. Sure, uh, raid bosses, no. But strike bosses, I would say yes. Uh, The boss in Vex Offensive, the boss in Sundial, uh, in Atam, um, especially especially the ones uh, that they have right now. The, um, the, the, um, shoot, before Inatam showed up, the flares, sorry, I couldn't think of it. The flares were very, very, you know, sort of sword friendly. You're right on top of them. They're right there. So I definitely think there, there are, there's room for shields right now. And in raids, I'm okay with not like running up to a boss who's just standing there and just like swinging like crazy. Uh, I could see maybe some enemy types that make sword usage more fun, so it's more of sword play. I don't think they'll ever bring like parrying, but I, you know, I could see going up to another melee enemy and like swinging block and then blocking and then swing, swing, swing. Now they're dead. Like a major that is is very melee driven and they're susceptible to sword damage more than more than any other type of damage. That'd be kind of cool. Outside of that, in a raid, like if a major comes out. And he's melee, and we people find out that they they're very susceptible to sword damage, and there's a really good rhythm and a block thing that you can do uh, to kind of jump into a boxing ring with them. I think that'd be cool, but I don't see them doing like a raid boss that everybody stands around and swings swords on. I love the Axis fight as much as the next person, but there's an element of silliness to that. Like this big giant threat is like, oh, I'm hurt. I'm just gonna sit here, and everyone's just like swinging their swords at him. BB Bay. After the sword update, will Stronghold and Black Talon become the go-to swordsman loadout? I have no idea because they haven't told us what that's going to do and how that's going to look. Arson at Dawn. Do you think the majority of the player base will like the sword changes? I am more of a hobbyist when it comes to Destiny. And these changes sound fun, like a good reason to dust off some old swords. Yeah, I like um, the majority of the player base, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't speak for the majority. I can definitely think... I definitely think that the people that are upset are a minority. I think... If, if you think back to Raze Lighter and, and the swords and things of Taken King, people like swords, and if they make them cooler and stronger and more viable, then yeah, I think people will like it. Um, here's Johnny. Would you like to see more endgame destinations like the Dreaming City in future expansions? Um, no, I hate the Dreaming City and I hated the Dreadnought, of course. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> like, having endgame see- uh, places like that, we talked about that yesterday, the Dreadnought was the Dreaming City before we had the Dreaming City. Like an area that was mysterious and had puzzles and, and things to deduce and figure out. Obviously, the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> uh, brew you, uh, use. Is there going to be positively effect on sword archetypal or not I've only just heard of this change um, I don't understand your question it's not really a question They're, they, go read the patch notes or go watch the video um, KJ the knight do you feel that the exotic weapon use is restricted by certain artifact mods on armor 2.0 I find myself using exotics less since the implementation of both I definitely feel like there was a time where I was leaning away from exotic heavies and I was leaning towards legendary heavies. I think machine guns and grenade launchers brought that change. And then I was using exotic secondaries and exotic primaries. And then the artifact kind of changed all that. I have definitely gone back to using 1K Voices, Anarchy. I was just recently using Xenophage, Whisper, um... Black Talon I was using for some of the bounties. I've definitely went back to that because of what you're what you're kind of talking about. 
I do think the inability to use the the champion modifiers on exotic primaries is pushing me back into a I'll just run an exotic heavy. L- l- machine guns and, mach- and 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 grenade launchers freed me up. Oh, we suddenly had viable legendary heavies. I don't have to run an exotic heavy. And then the artifact lands and it's like, well, I gotta really, I, I really am gonna have to run a legendary primary, so I can, I can run exotic secondaries. That's true. I didn't think about that. I mean, Cold Heart was always a fun one. Prometheus uh, lens and Wave Splitter, those are fun. Uh, Telesto's fun, but I did kind of, I, I don't know why. I just kind of pivoted back to that. I was like, ah, I'll just start running exotic heavies. Also, um, I finally got Anarchy. So, <laughs> and I, and I discovered this Xenophage build. It's really, really fun. And Xenophage is a new exotic, so. I, I I do think they need to address that. Like exotic primaries are getting sidelined again because they can't run the champion mods. Sinister says, Lono, do you think uh, what do you think about weapons having their own finisher? I thought this would be cool with swords. Um oh, yeah, I could see that. You'd you'd almost have to sell that as an ornament, maybe. That's there are so many weapons. Maybe just with swords I could see this. I could. Um, they could sell a sword finisher like hey if you get this you gotta use a sword but I don't know if they're gonna wanna do that the, the, the finishers seem to be melee driven and a lot of the, the flourishes are built around that um, they could maybe do that with swords since a sword is a melee though Darksiders with the changes to, on swords uh, where guarding does not take ammo what is your take on the Titan Exotic? They're, they've addressed that they're going to do something with it and they haven't told us. Ghostface, can you explain how this change affects the world line? If speed skating is based on heavy swings only, and that's what makes everyone think the chain, it'll affect skating. Dylan seemed to indicate that it will. We don't have a concrete like, this is exactly how it's going to look. Dylan just indicated, yeah, it's going to probably affect that. But it might not. I don't know. If, if, if you... According to the thing, you can always do your heavy attack, and it just gets weaker if you're low on energy. You can keep doing it, though. I don't know. It might not really affect it as much as everybody's thinking. Dylan seemed to indicate that it is going to. Uh, Big Nick. Does this mean you will also be able to equip a heavy along with a sword, or how do you think this works? Swords aren't moving. They're staying as a heavy weapon. Um, Heathen. Did do you think this change was necessary? That's not a good question, uh, Sir Gringo. Should I just go back to the old system? Oh, should they just go back to the system of special, uh, primary, special, and heavy? They can't. I was arguing for that for a really long time. Go back to sp- primary, special, and heavy. It's more sensible. We could have the return of true elemental primaries, and then that way you could run all three burns. They could come up with modifiers that would make those that make that fun. Uh, it would make match game uh, more strategic and not so frustrating. Um, but they can't do that. They can't. They put things all there's so there's so many things that are going to make that impossible with where they put the Bastion and his Anagis and how, and and how they built a lot of those those weapons. They've doubled down on this system. I think the old system was better. I think the old system lined up with the wep- with the enemy types better. You had you had miners, majors, and bosses. You had primary, secondary, and heavy. Uh, and then it just made more sense. And then that would free them up to say, "Hey, all primaries are elemental now," and they could lean into elemental perks. I think elemental perks are more likely to have room for creativity and newness instead of everything just being damage and reload damage and reload so I, I do think that would have been a better better call 
Bungie can see further down the road than I can. So they probably knew, no, nope, can't do that. We've got too many plans for things like Izanagi's and other things that would make that um, difficult because then you'd have to add a burn to Izanagi's and then that would change the, the function of the weapon and the type of the weapon. Same thing with Bastion. So by and large, they've doubled down on this system. I, I think that they, they could have at a time gone back, but they didn't want to. Um, caption. How do you feel about a pinnacle sword and which vendor would you prefer to see it go through? Uh, Vanguard, please, because I hate Gambit and I don't want to grind Crucible. So please, if they do a pinnacle sword, put it in the Vanguard. I know that's my bias and my preference, but whatever. JRJ says, do you think we could get a sword like the F-Smash Doria as a meme? Not answering that. Next question. Would these changes lead to an exotic sword or a ritual sword? We've likely speculated that is possible, that they have ideas in mind and this is building for that. They're building a foundation uh, for that so they can come to fruition if they have an exotic in mind or a ritual weapon in mind um sure uh Cola Polo says if you were the lead at Bungie for this game would you what would be your number one focus to improve and build on the game if I was in charge right now I would be attempting to see if we can build this game in another engine and capture the feel of destiny in another engine another engine would give them more agility they could make content faster they could make changes and updates faster worlds could be bigger it could integrate with dedicated servers you would get like a thousand benefits from a new engine that we don't presently have that would be my number one focus is that possible and if it is let's make it happen the desi 2 uh engine is a modified tiger engine the tiger engine is very old and outdated it's what they used for halo and they started building this game probably in you know 2010 2011 uh that's a decade ago so it's not really in a position to be agile and adaptable to the new landscape of consoles and the new landscape of consumer expectations so I don't think that they can they can continue to use it. That's where I would focus all of my attention. We can get down into the muck and the mire about my suggestions about NPCs, uh, vendors, uh, weapon frames, weapon boons, Zer, uh, factions, strikes, crucible, map design. We can get all the way down into those things. That's fine. Big picture zoom out. We gain a lot if they can build this game in an, in, a, in a different engine. Um, so didn't play a lot of d1 can you elaborate on the difference in what you're talking about in the weapon system we do have secondary specials with elements is the frustration kinetic weapons existence yeah i think kinetic weapons are stupid i i do if you rewind the clock and you go back to when they got rid of elemental primaries they did it at a time where they were solving a problem that no longer exists at the time Elemental primaries were only obtainable in certain situations when trials, uh, what was it, Prison of Elders, and then the Raid. And, and so people only use those weapons. And they got rid of them for that reason. And I ultimately, at the time, I thought it was a stupid reason, and I still think it was a stupid reason. And now we don't have that problem. You can run an elemental primary, you can run an elemental hand cannon, elemental auto rifle, blah, blah, blah. I don't see the point in having a weapon without an element. I don't. It doesn't make sense. We don't need that limitation anymore. Osmosis proves me right. All the people that were like, but but, Lono, if you bring back an elemental primary and you can run all three elements, it's going to completely, like, 
trivialize content. Oh, really? Does Osmosis do that? Are you running Osmosis in a strike or a nightfall or someplace? And you're like, oh my gosh, this content's so trivial now because I have all three elements. No, nobody is coming to that conclusion. Nobody is playing right now with an Osmosis primary and being like, dude, are you kidding me? This totally trivializes all the content. This totally trivializes match game. No, it doesn't. It, it, listen, Rainbow Burn and Match Game and other modifiers, like, what was the one? Uh, Prism. Those could come back and be, and there could be more of a depth and more of an excitement to the combat of having all three elements, if you, if you gave us all three elements. So, Osmosis proves me right. Right? I, if you run Osmosis right now, it doesn't cause any problems, it doesn't, it doesn't trivialize content, it doesn't make you too strong, um, and you can literally right now you can have a solar primary an arc secondary and a void heavy and it doesn't do anything um give them give them back to us and the other the other i think big huge if you want to branch off this and show all these other benefits that would come from this elemental primaries like i'm sorry elemental perks elemental perks are so much more interesting you know, lighting an enemy on fire with enough critical damage, uh, you know, lightning damage, uh, mini tethers, area of effect damage on the ground, napalm, uh, burns and bleeds, and all these things that you could do with elements. So you're not always like, what's it got? Rampage or swash? Does it have demolitionist? Like, we're all going for like the same little batch of perks. Elemental perks open up, I think, way more opportunities for creativity, newness, and freshness in the game. Think Focus Firefly on the Genesis chain. It's basically an elemental perk. It's not an elemental gun, but Focus Firefly was interesting because it landed on a kinetic weapon. You know what I'm saying? So, like, Dragonfly is 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 the new version, but that's only on the elemental weapons. Firefly could land on um, on a weapon like that, and it gave you that elemental feel. Uh, S2Pod Gaming. Sorry if this is a little off topic, but I listened to the iTunes podcast and I caught the casual versus hardcore and some of the conversation made me wonder, what's the difference between time-gated content and trickled content? Why is time-gated used as a negative, but trickle as a positive? Well, because time-gated is like, hey, welcome, here's piece one, okay, come back next week. You're like, what? (laughs) Huh? No. Trickle is, hey, come play this content. Sweet. All right. Uh, in a couple of weeks, it'll be a different boss, and you can keep playing the content. Time gated is like, sweet dude, we're getting stuff done. Kaboom, and the door comes down. You're like, oh gosh, oh we gotta wait, uh, we gotta wait till next week. We can't do anything more. We can't progress anymore. So time gated is like you're done. And a good example would be the forge during the um, the forge during Curse of Osiris. Since there were no random rolls, you would get the weapon and you were basically done with the week with the forge. If they would have had random rolls, that wouldn't have mattered. The trickle out of the weapons would have been fine because you're like, that's fine. I'm going to grind for this gun all week and then there's a new one available next week. But because you got the gun and then you were done, it was like, it felt time gated. It was like, oh, what the frick is this? I can't advance. I can't go to the next thing. I think that's the difference. That ultimately, and that's probably why it gets perceived very differently with respect to frustration. TK Lotus, I'm getting a World of Warcraft vibe with the sword talk. What would quest non-random loot pursuits fit in the game like Destiny? Devon rewarding a sword today for doing a mission. I, I do think weapon frames are taking us down a road where you could say, for this week or this day, 
uh, Devrim has a boon, a weapon boon finder for uh, the old fashioned. And then the next week or the next day, he has a weapon finder boon for something else. So you would grab that boon from him and you would just go run lost sectors in public events. And you would try and maximize how many different bosses you kill. Killing the same boss over and over again would give you diminishing returns on the boon, right? But if you were killing a variety of bosses, it would increase the likelihood of that gun dropping with every negative, with every non-drop. Um... You can do the same thing with strikes. I have a boon idea in my weapon bounty talk. It's like, you know what? Go to go to Zavala. It's not a bounty that you complete and then hit a button and get a gun. It's literally dropping from the bosses. I definitely think there's a place for that in this game because I want to bring back loot pursuit that is that is dropping in the game. There's something right now that I I don't think this is one I don't think this is the main reason people don't care to chase loot, but I think this is certainly part of it and people might not even realize it. One of the main reasons you might be bored with loot pursuit right now in the game and kind of burned out and kind of you don't give a frick about chasing weapons is it's very mechanical. Click the bounty, boom, got it. Click the bounty, boom, got it. Go to the end of Sundial and click, give me the gun, click, give me the gun, click, give me the gun, click, give me the gun. That That's very mechanical. And I think that that's taken some of the, the romance out of loot pursuit. So I love weapon frames and I love weapon bounties, but we could take the spirit of those targeted farms and we could just dress it up a little bit different so it feels more like a oh they dropped something go check go check grow like do you see what i'm saying like bring back that excitement it's not there it isn't there it's it's more of a it's more of a mechanical unfortunately they've kind of allowed the token slamming of d2 vanilla to kind of come back in and infect the loot grind a little bit it's like oh this is kind of like this isn't that good i'm I'm just pushing a button and a, and a weapon spinning out. Bring back the idea of it dropping. Seeing the drop is exciting. You know, dropping from chests, I think dropping from bosses is way better. If you went in right now, imagine if it worked this way. Track with me here. Upgrade all your obelisks, and by the end of the season, you can be holding four to five boons at one time. Same effect, same effect. You go and kill Inatam, and all these ingrams pop out. Like, oh, you go over and you you pick them all up. Oh, I got, I got a, I got a boon for the for the fusion rifle. I got a boon uh, for the hand cannon. I got a boon for this. You go over and you pick them all up. I don't know. I'm telling you, you're like, that's barely any different. I- I'm telling you right now, I think that would have made a difference in people's experience and, l- and enjoyment of the content to be like, I'm not just completing a frame or a bounty or just, it's like you're picking food at a fast food restaurant. You're like, yep, give me a number three. Yeah, give me another number three, another number three. Yeah, give me one more number three. Oh, let's run it again. I'm telling you, running boons would have been better. You would go to the obelisk um, or make it like the chalice like it's just something that's in your inventory and you would go to it and be like okay chick 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 these are the ones I want to drop at the end cool let's go run the sundial you could do it at the little thing when you first go in there that little that little thing the thing that you do at the end you would do at the beginning right you'd go to the little thing you'd check the boxes these are the weapons I want sweet alright let's run sundial you kill you kill Inatam boom loot explosion all these engrams come like flittering out and you're like oh, I'm gonna go get them you might think, oh, well, that's the most ridiculous thing ever. That's not going to do anything. I bet you 10 bucks it would. It would add that level of, I'm chasing a loot drop. They've made it too mechanical. There's such a thing. The reason the statement exists, 
too much of a good thing. They took the Ada frame of like chasing a weapon and having that that in- loot intentionality. I praised it when it landed with Ada, and I said, "Give us more of it." I feel like we have too much of a good thing right now. It's so mechanical. The romance is gone. Now, combine this with the rant I went on yesterday. We have way too many god rolls. Everybody insisted that Bungie should not be taking our weapons away. They want to keep their weapons for forever. And we went through and we counted how many god roll hand cannons I have and we got to like 10. So you're approaching every season with an armful of god roll hand cannons. You're like, okay, what do you got, Bungie? You got anything better than this? I got a heck of a collection here. I got a kindled orchid. I got a midnight coup. I got an Ostringer. I got a... You you just rattle off all the hand cannons you have. It's unbelievable how many you have. So it's a combination of no romance in the chase, it's very mechanical, and you have a stupid, stupid collection of god rolls. I told people that loot incentive would die if you kept getting to keep your gear for forever. And nobody listened. Aaron's like, no, I don't think so, Lono. And now that you have 10 god roll hand cannons, it's really hard to get excited about the next hand cannon. So we need a armor 2.0 effect on the weapon system. Armor 2.0 made you get rid of two years of armor. You just you just got rid of it willingly. Right now you have almost no armor from before Shadowkeep. You just willingly got rid of all of it. We need that effect on the weapon system. They need to do an update to the weapon system that makes you willingly just put down and dismantle everything from before the weapons 2.0 whenever we get that. They need to do that. And then the other thing they need to do is everything I just talked about. Bring back the romance of the weapon pursuit. Give me the ability to target farm something and really feel that loot generosity, but don't make it so mechanical. Don't make it bounty based. Make it drop in the game. And I think you'd have a really winning combination. So that's a great way to end the Q and A because I am ending the stream a little bit early today. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always watch me live. And as always, please like, share, and subscribe.